0: This is the podcast between an old-school mentor and a digital mentee on managing and or working with people, navigating a career, growing profits, and not killing your coworkers along the way. Now let's join the consultant, Hayden Shaw, and the millennial who fixes Hayden's iPhone, Seth Tower Hurd.
1: This is the consultant, the millennial. He's Hayden Shaw. He has helped over 30,000 managers with their people and process issues. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say has saved millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, because people who do dumb things at work cost their companies a lot of money. And you fixed a lot of dumb things at work. So congratulations on that. Uh,
0: Most results are people driven, are they not?
1: My name is Seth Tower Hurd. I run a company called Digital Profit Farm. We go in to companies uh, and fix the reasons their websites aren't making money, as well as reach tens of thousands of people per month with podcasting services and uh, do social media management. Although maybe don't call me about that. Uh, I don't know that we can handle any more customers. So good luck on your social. Um I said I was going to be honest. I said. <laughs> That's good. He,
0: he's not looking for more customers on social media.
1: Yes, on social media. If you need a website or you need a podcast. <laughs> hey, that that stuff that we've got more capacity for right now, we're kind of sold out on social media services. We're going to go ahead and just do an entire episode on networking um, because this is one of those things that I've done so naturally in my life. If it's okay to you know kind of throw myself up on a pedestal here for just a moment. And I see people make such incredibly simple mistakes on and, you know, I I was texting with a a friend of mine this morning before the episode and I said, you know, I took a client. I'm going to I'm going to hold their name because this is going to be somewhat sensitive that just doesn't have very much money. Um, But man, they're really great people. And the CEO is, I would say, a very, very reputable Chicago businessman who has some, you know, big, big companies in his past and is compassionate and kind and doing this for all the right reasons, Um, you know, in in starting up a company when a lot of people would just kind of kick back and say, whatever, I'm going to cash in a few more executive paychecks um, or, you know, advise people, um, you know, this guy's in the the dirt, like digging, starting another company. And so I'm doing this client for a lot less than I normally would. And out of that came, oh, by the way, you know, we uh, are getting some freebie office space downtown Chicago overlooking Lake Michigan overlooking the the big you know fountain in Millennium Park, you can use the conference room wherever, whenever you need to. And so all of a sudden I'm in a situation where um, I said yes just because honestly in my heart I believed in these guys and I would never say yes to this price, which I'm not going to say because somebody's gonna try to negotiate me to do it again and that's never gonna happen. Um, but just because I was able to get in there, learn their story and, you know, somebody who doesn't watch the podcast, who doesn't know where the size of the business is, I'm going to meet with a potential client and we're going to walk into this big, beautiful conference room overlooking one of the best views in Chicago. Um, just cause I was nice to people. I mean, I got something that I couldn't afford to buy right now. I couldn't afford to rent that conference room out for a meeting with a potential client. Just from kindness and shaking hands and returning text messages, and that's what this episode's gonna be about. You can get a lot more out of networking than you think you can. Hey, um, Hayden, I don't actually know where you feel like you land on this. How comfortable are you with networking?
0: Uh, well, I am not nearly as good as you. I'm not as outgoing as Seth is. So I'm, you know, if. Uh, for those of you who don't poo poo Myers-Briggs, I'd be half introvert, half extrovert, you know, the uh, Myers-Briggs idea, the introversion and extroversion is not backslapping; It's where you get your energy from, you know, Seth, um, Seth never meets a stranger. He likes to talk to folks. Whereas, you know, when I, when I go to church, uh, I'm, I'm pretty talked out during the week in my job. So when I go to church and you know, my wife wants to go early and stay late so she can talk to people and, I bring my surface and go look at it so that people don't talk to me. (laughs) So I basically treat church like an airplane because I'm tired of talking to people by the weekend. Um, Anybody at Parkview, feel free to
1: feel free to interrupt me um, now that you're hearing me admit this. Um, And, you know, just for the record, even though I'm an extremely extroverted person, I do get tired and really crave alone time as well. Like, you know, which is probably why I deer hunt. Um, It's probably why. Um, I, I so basically,
0: kind of, Bambi dies when you want to lo- when you're tired of people. That's yeah for <laughs> anti-hunting or anti-gun people, please ride him. At-
1: <laughs> well, and uh, you know, I, I'm not doing one this year because I'm doing so much. Uh, you know, I'm starting a second company this year, uh, but I've done 17 triathlons in my life, and a lot of that is a lot of lonely time on the bike with an iPod. So, I mean, I, I need that too. Um, we all need people. We all need alone time. I need probably less alone time and more people than some people do. But regardless of how much energy it takes out of you, you can still do concentrated short bursts of networking uh, and wind up making a lot more money and having some, a lot more cool experiences happen to you. I am just thinking about like just things that have happened because I've walked across the room. Uh, and I mean, I, like I'm talking like trips across the country <laughs> for free, uh, which I, I don't know if, if I want to go into too many details on, but you know, when You work in the music industry and you can get people backstage. Sometimes they'll just fly out so that they can meet their favorite band. Right. Um, So I want to break this down. Like, Hayden, do you how often do you just so basically so uh, for those of you who don't know, Seth was a
0: DJ for 10 years. And so, you know, part of his job, you know, we think of DJs is what the people on the radio, but uh, DJs do a lot more work behind the scenes. It's a pretty time consuming job, even though they may only be on for four hours,
1: which is why I'm not doing it um, anymore, because I I had a doctor tell me my adrenal glands were starting to fry out when I was twenty nine. I, I, you know, for me, I worked all the time. I had to get into a different line of work, which then I started two companies and then I worked all the time.
0: So basically his adrenal glands were better starting two companies than it was a DJ. That just gives those of us like myself who didn't know how much how much uh, time away from the mic you had to put in. And so a lot of that's meeting people and networking with people and interviewing people. And, uh, you know, so Seth was already a natural at it, but also, you know, you just had to do that to be successful in the job. And many of us have not had to do that from an early age. And so for Seth, this just comes pretty naturally. So understanding his backstory can can help understand why Seth was not only successful at that, but also um, why it comes naturally to him. Uh, walking across the room does not come as naturally to me. I can do it, but I usually do better when I have a role to be in. Um, You know, being at a networking event or the meet and greets after things uh, was one of those things that I had to learn how to do because it didn't
1: it just didn't come naturally to me. That's funny. I, I guess I've hung out with you more casually and it's always been more small groups of people. Um, and you always seem like such an extrovert because you're so gregarious and you're freaking hilarious uh, you know, when you've spoken at different companies I've worked at, people th- think you're hilarious because you legitimately are. And so humor normally is such a good part of networking, um, you know, to to be able if you can make people laugh, you've disarmed their nervousness. Usually
0: you bet now. Um, and so this is why I think one of the big things, because, you know, as a part of National Speakers Association and, you know, on the board here in our Chicago chapter, um, by the way, if you want, if you've ever considered speaking for a living or increasing your ability to speak, Toastmasters is where you go if you want to get better at speaking. If you want to understand the business of speaking, National Speakers Association is kind of an amazing place. Small recruitment um, shout out. The, uh, But, you know, there are people who are experts in networking. Uh, There's kind of a whole subdivision within the speaking community who are experts in networking. And part of what they teach people to do is to go out and, you know, how do you work a crowd in kind of networking settings? Those are harder because you don't have a role. You've always met me in places where I've had a role. And those are harder because if you start dropping humor with people you don't know well, there's no context for the humor. And so they actually think you're strange. And so when you have, there's a big difference between when you have a role. So when Seth has seen me, he's seen me when I have a role. I've been the speaker and now I'm chatting with people before the speech or after the speech. I have a very clear role. So if I have a container for expectations, I'm much more comfortable than if I just kind of walk into a chamber of commerce event or something else and don't have a role. I'm more comfortable meeting people at National Speakers Association as a board member than I am as a speaker. But even then I'm more because I have certain responsibilities to meet new people, et cetera, and invite them in. But then again, because I'm a speaker and other people are speaker, I know what my context is, I know what my role is. Chamber of Commerce events, um, meeting people here in Frankfurt. We have a a fall festival with 150,000 people that attend one of the top rated festivals in the entire country. And I run into people while I'm out with people and I run into people that they know, but I don't. I'm like, okay, this is a little more awkward for me because I don't know what my role is. I don't know what my context is. Kind of like people who speak different languages. I only speak English, but people who know four or five different languages try to take stabs at different languages until they find one that they can talk to their taxi driver with if they're in Europe. And I kind of take stabs at what role do I need to be in here where I can connect with you? I think a lot of people find that to be the challenge in networking. And to add to that, I think what's interesting is that social media and work relationships allow us so many more avenues for networking. And lastly, and I really will shut up because Seth is much more of the expert at this than I am. Giving away is really the secret sauce of the future. What do you give rather than what do you get? The jerks at networking events are the ones like, here's my card. Call me if you need my services.
1: Seriously, dude, back off. Can I, can I jump in right there? Um, the most it
0: is the episode, episode more about you the, and I'm doing too much
1: talking I, I've done the most extreme uh, that I've seen to that, and I, I've used it before, but it's worth repeating. I was at I believe it was Lifetime Fitness LA. No, Lifetime Fitness is the one down here that um, LA Fitness. I think maybe okay. That's so the I'm, chain. Yeah, yeah. And they got these um, you know personal trainers who are probably straight commission that are you know barely making a living, and I'm in a towel coming out of the shower. Okay. Um walking uh, TMI, this is what happened. I need this therapy is, to get that out of my head. <laughs> this is what happened. Uh, and the personal trainer walks over to me and he's like, "Hey," and he starts to ask me something like, you know, the script. And he's like, "Just how Um, how are you doing with your fitness goals or whatever? And I'm like, well, I'm naked. I mean, you can probably assess that. Um, but I was just like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm good. Like I gotta go. And then, and he just launched into the next thing, which is like, yeah, we've got some really cool new, like, you know, lifting and, and nutritional things that we could do. And I turned to him and I said, I'm not wearing pants. I don't want you to ever talk to me again. That he got. (laughs) No, no. And and anybody who's been following us knows
0: that I spend um, a a fair amount of time, maybe 20% of our time going, Seth, there may be a softer way to say that. In this case, (laughs) I think that is the absolute most appropriate thing to say. I don't have clothes on. Stop your spiel. I know you've got a chart where you need to say, I've talked to, I've, I've done this spiel to this many people. That, my friends, is what most of us get scared of. And what turns people off now in the LinkedIn platform, which is something in the B2B world that I've spent you know, a lot of time trying to learn the l- biggest mistake people make. So, you know, I've, I spent about a thousand last year with LinkedIn experts trying to figure out how to do LinkedIn and what the and the biggest mistake people make is they start selling too early. Yeah. It'll get you kicked off of LinkedIn. And you know it's like, OK, quit talking to me. This is networking like we were with the Chamber of Commerce. We got a cup of coffee. You got a glass of wine. We are introducing ourselves. And you're like, hey, can I give you my card? Can I, can I come and pitch you my architectural services? Can you m- leave me alone, you slimy? I don't... Oh, I am wearing pants, but I still don't want you ever talking to me again. That would be the okay. most appropriate thing to say, so let's, even on
1: LinkedIn. Let's go how not to be that guy because the whole like you know the personal trainer talking to me when I was only wearing a towel. No, don't, uh, don't, that, don't.
0: Let me let me kind of change your role and and MC this a little bit. Okay, fine. Okay, you know fine. what
1: I think most people want to know from you?
0: What's that? Most of us who are who are not walk across the room type people. Um, how do you? How do you do it? I know it's crazy for people like you where it comes more naturally to. But uh, how do you do it? Okay. How, How do you start up a conversation with people? How do you walk across the room to people? How do you make yourself do it?
1: Why aren't you nervous? What do you say? OK, so part of this is just DNA wiring, um, upbringing, whatever you want to say. I had I had no control over, over it. I got lucky. OK, and I actually was going to the same place you were going. You just set it up differently, which is OK. Um, so I would Sorry. say that the the number one thing is, first of all, I just see um the value and that I see that I will never be in this room again with this group of people again. And I'm also totally comfortable with people not liking me as we've obviously established in every episode. So if somebody just kind of, (laughs) you know, if somebody kind of brushes me off, I don't even need to recover from that. I'm okay. Like, you know, and you got to learn that kind of in the business sales marketing world. Um, Not everybody, your product isn't for everybody. And that's okay. It doesn't make him a bad person. I'm willing to just move on. You know, I definitely put out I I have a pretty good close rate, but I do pitch to people who don't take me on. And I like I I don't even blink. I'm okay. I just go talk to somebody who does need help.
0: Hey, how does Seth have a high close rate? Seth has a high close rate because he has a high pitch rate. Why does he have a pitch rate? Because he knows not everybody's for them. And some of us who are more sensitive to other people's rejection are like, oh, I'm probably going to get rejected. So let me play safe rather than go. That's brilliant right there. And I don't look at the world that way. I am never going to meet these. I'm going to never be in this room again, which is why I probably shouldn't go meet people I'll never see again. So I like this is my only chance to meet
1: them. I better go meet all of them. I think it also helps. I'm, and you may have to work harder at this, which is why some people can only do networking in shorter bursts, and then they need to go back to their um, hotel room and watch Parks and Rec uh, and mindlessly zone out. Right. So, what is very natural for me is I'm just um, I'm a very curious person about a very wide array of topics. Okay. Um, Not science, as we established in the last one. Um, You know, so there's some things I don't care about. Um, Like, it's going to be hard for me to talk to you about chemistry for a long time. But for the most part, I usually can just walk into a room and find something that's an in with somebody. And then that gives me a chance to find out who they are, what they care about. So, for example, um, Shinola Watches, a wonderful company uh, out of Detroit, Michigan, that's really helping to revitalize that um, that economy. I don't have one yet. They're about 700 bucks, Um, you know. I'll get one eventually. Okay, never um, heard of him. It sounds cool. Yeah, so I'm a big Shinola fan. I'm an Apple Watch day to day, but I kind of like wearing some different watches on the weekends and that type of thing. So I see somebody wearing a, a Shinola watch, um, walk over and um, start talking to um, the you know the wearer, this guy, and and from there you know I wind up finding out what he does um, because you know I, I first of all know that he probably bought the watch because of the story of the watch, which is we're revitalizing Detroit. Um, you know we're scrappy in a place where there's not a lot of hope Uh, and that story was interesting enough to him to want to be a part of it to help people out to spend seven hundred dollars it's not a watch that you're buying as a power move like they're you know I I like watches a lot I'm never going to own a twenty five thousand dollar watch I have no interest in Rolexes or something like that because even if I got that rich I feel like it like kind of for me it just it's not my thing right so I know several things about this guy off of that and there's, believe it or not, there's always something like that. Um, there's always, you know, the way somebody's standing, you know, or like what they're standing by if you're at an event um, or, you know, what they're wearing, who they're talking to last. There's always like an easy way um, to just get in and make some kind of small talk. And from there, you can introduce yourself, find out who they are. And then here's the really, really key thing. Okay. Okay really pay attention. And actually, believe it or not, I grab my phone. I'm an Evernote user. Uh, and I'm going to actually just pull up something right now. OK, um, I actually make notes on people. I um, just around keywords uh, on um, uh, on people I've met. So I have one called um, people at the gym. OK, this is a real note. You can see it. OK, not making this up. People at the gym. Tyrese, white Ben's shorter black guy, beard, close cropped hair. Um, Dwayne Waukegan, golden gloves, works in an electronics store. Um, I'm going to hold, we'll hold this guy's name because he's divorced. Divorced flame cross tattoo. OK, um, and then I can look back and um, I'll go back and kind of add like what these people tell me, like, you know. old their kids are and stuff like that and you're like oh that's slimy you're like profiling people to make money i'm not okay because here's what i realize the the more kind and helpful i am to people um, the more likely they are to recommend me or come to me. And I just don't pitch hard. I pitch very confidently. Um, but a lot where, you know, a lot of leads come from a lot of interesting things that have happened in my life is because I just do this and I just remember what people are into. And so, you know, we're recording on a Friday, new music drops on Friday. Um, I look in just on Apple music and see, uh, what albums came out, you know, cause I'm a streaming service guy, right? And uh I just go, Okay. Oh, well, hey, there's an album from blank. Oh, and then I just know somebody who likes that artist and I remind them I just shoot them a two sentence email, Hey, did you see the new record from The Killers came out? question mark? You know? I just downloaded it, period. Let me know what you think. And that's Did a new album from The Killers no, come out? Um, that was like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, that's just Once one Once again name. we talked last episode, I'm behind on clothes, I'm behind on Killers. Okay. <laughs> so um You know, just doing that stuff. So really um, talking to people, finding out what their passion is and then remembering it and, you know, just just shooting them a note now and then um, you would be surprised at how much business that opens up and how much people will be willing to help you when you ask for it. Which for me, um, it's more usually probably asking uh, for help for uh, a nonprofit that I support than saying, hey, you know, hire me or whatever, because that's not really how the, the company that I run operates uh, we do a lot more stuff like this which leads to business <clears throat> so it really is as simple as that and if you're scared um you just got to get over not being scared i mean it's like being a seventh grader afraid to ask the girl to dance uh, at the you know the middle school dance you at some Could point you back you just, off of that yeah. story as well <laughs> <laughs> no, at some point you just got to ask the girl to dance so you got to be okay with i'm going to grow my networking skills if i'm starting at a d minus People are going to think I'm weird at first um, or maybe I'm not perfect at this. Maybe this is harder for me, but I'm still going to go do it. Okay, and, you know, you might need to set a a quota for yourself. I'm going to go to this business after hours thing and talk to five people. And if you want to know how not to come across as slimy, actually freaking care. Okay, actually care. We were just talking about um, a well-known author, a nationally known author that we've both had interactions with. And I said, this is probably the worst, most abrasive, famous person I've ever met. That's not true. George Ryan, the uh, former governor of Illinois who was in prison for a long time or still is. He's the worst famous person I've ever met. He was he just is a very abrasive cold-hearted, cruel person, okay? Okay, you keep um, going. I got, I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what this is. You just keep talking okay. to your own role. Okay. <laughs> so how do you not be that slimy person? Um, if you care about somebody else, if you actually care about the other person, you're not going to be that slimy person. You almost have to be a sociopath, um, you know, to put the money first and to really run through people. This is so weird. I've never done this podcast by myself. Let me get a drink here, um, real quick. And so if you just have empathy and you're just willing to make small conversations about things that may not matter to you, but really do matter to somebody else, uh, then, um, you We'll get a chance to get somebody's contact info. And if you just kind of keep up with them casually, friendly, uh, then you'll um, you'll build relationships. And a lot of times the business really will just come to you. Then you do have to pitch during the meeting. But I'm not aggressive trying to get the meeting. I'm more aggressive after the meeting has been set. So I had a pitch yesterday with the new client I was just talking about. Right. Yep. Um, and they basically sat down and I said, here's where you're wrong. Here's where your email open rates are at. Here's where I've gotten them to lists on 300,000 plus people before, okay? Here's where your website is bleeding new people. I've done this before, I can fix it. If you don't do this, you're gonna potentially lose millions of dollars. And then I shut up. And I can be aggressive there because I've been um, friendly and helpful and put others first all the way up to that point. If I was that kind of aggressive on step two instead of step 17, I would probably be starving to death right now because I couldn't close any sales. Okay, you wouldn't got a T-shirt. If you're on the audio, uh, apparently you're going to have to go find the video of this podcast on either YouTube or on uh, on Facebook. Okay. anyway,
0: I this is the shirt I just got out of my suitcase Um, was uh, yesterday working with just a fabulous company, a Bunzel. They do uh, transportation and warehousing and a great group of people, by the way. You know, so many companies have cultures that are not that much fun. What a great leaders. Great culture, great people. Anyway, here's what I wore. Uh, Maybe my favorite T-shirt of all time.
1: Okay, uh, (laughs) it says Illinois, where our governors make our license plates. And it shows the last two governors um, to go to prison. um, Rod Boglojevich and uh, George Ryan. Although four of the last eight have gone to prison. So that shirt actually could have twice as many pictures.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a matter of fact, I've worn down another one of these. And so this is the fresh one um yeah so it's maybe my favorite t-shirt of all time and uh, the only time i've ever run into tammy duckworth was and she didn't know me and so uh um congresswoman if you hear this you uh or she's senator now i get mixed up anyway if you if you for, for some reason if somebody sent this to you you wouldn't remember me but um I recognize, you know, I recognized your uh, smile, and uh, she just stared at my shirt because I was wearing it in D.C. and and, uh, Reagan National Airport, and she just kind of stared at it, and and, uh, that's the only time I've ever had contact with you when you were maybe not so pleased I was wearing
1: it. Okay, one more footnote, and then I'm going to ask you some questions, Hayden. Um, So another way that that I've found um, that it just winds up being a lot easier to connect with people. is having something on your, um, uh, like on your person that's interesting to somebody. So t-shirts like that are better to wear to the airport than business attire, in my opinion. Um, throwing a baseball cap on, um, you know, even having like a button or a patch, you know, if you've attached it to a bag, yeah, I, I you know, have to carry a little bit more of a professional bag these days, but even throwing like a, you know, a a band, a uh, little pin on there, or something like that. Just something to start some kind of conversation with somebody um, is a really easy way to find out you like the same band, you like the same movie, you like the same video game. Um, and from there, you know, I, I will say also, I do so much networking. A lot of it never goes anywhere. I never hear back from somebody after shooting them a quick email. I never see him again. Um, but man, the times it does go right, it changes my whole, my whole life. I, I, you know, I really mean that. Uh, Tim Ferriss. Uh, four hour work week guy says your network is your net worth. And if I look at my network as my net worth right now, the net worth of my network is easily oh no, it's in the billions. So like everybody I know, all told, um, that I, I have like a legit relationship with and I could text them, they would text me back, is north of a billion dollars. And I don't have that yet, but what I have as I'm growing a business and growing a career and doing podcasts, um, is I have access to higher profile guests. I have access to, um, a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience where I don't have to make the stupid mistakes other people did because I had the courage to walk across the room and say hi. And I have access to a lot more power, powerful people, um, than if I would have just shut my mouth.
0: And there are a lot of industries where this is, you're, your your. you you're, you're, you're- Net worth is your network is the only way they do business. For example, I've been doing a lot lately with um, um, big consulting and big accounting firms. And you simply don't make partner if you don't build a large network. You, You will stay in the middle management or upper middle management, but you will never make partner if you can't make rain. And you can't make rain unless you have a network of people who will help you. And the only way to get there is to not only done good work, but to be involved in things where people feel like you add value away from selling them something like working for the chamber of commerce, being on a committee in a nonprofit, and they've seen you contribute and not just show up so that you can make contacts. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest messages that a person could take from this, um, a person that doesn't do networking naturally is it's about what you give not what you sell. And if you come at it because you want to get more business cards, so you have somebody to contact, no one will want to talk to you. And, um, and instead, if you say, I'm really curious and I, I, I'm really curious, and this may be the only time I meet these people, and I'm really curious about them, then people will relax and enjoy talking with you because it won't be one of those, hey, if you ever need an accountant, give me a call. It'll be oh well. That was an interesting conversation, and then we're there. Yeah, every everything on follow up says send people an email, send people. Hey, I thought of you. Here's something, and um, so you're doing all these things that are, that everybody says. You're doing it all quite naturally, and most of it doesn't go anywhere, but it only it only takes one out of twenty five. Before a person has a great career.
1: Yeah, most of it doesn't go anywhere. But again, to recap where I I was at last night, um, I met two very major players in the Chicago startup community um, in under an hour. Okay, Uh, and I I probably sent 200 unresponded emails to people I was just trying to be nice to that I never heard back to get to those two. Um, And I have a feeling that those two are going to be, you know, pretty, pretty significant factors. And how the end of 2018 is going to look a lot different than the beginning of 2018. Um, Let me let me give an example and then let's recap the steps and wrap the episode. Okay. OK, so an example was that I I met somebody recently who actually is the um, like the director of like a shared artist space in Chicago. Uh, And so we talked a little bit about what she did. And I talked about one of the things I'm most passionate about in life, which is uh, eventually making enough money to be a part of um, the continued economic uh, and cultural kind of rebirth of Pike County, Illinois, where I'm from amazing homecoming movement going on right now. And people kind of bring new ideas into, into you know, agricultural county where I grew up to, to bolster the economy. Um, and then I said, Oh man, you have got to read the 5,000 word political article on how uh, Des Moines got cool. And you've also um, you've got to read Richard Florida's book, the great reset uh, who is a um, an economist out of the university of Toronto. Right. And then I just shot her a quick email with those two things. Um, and do I, you know, Do I think that like I'll ever work with her? Actually, I wasn't even really thinking about that. I just like doing this. Right. But there's also a chance that in two years I'm going to see that company, you know, in the airport or at some kind of Chicago business event. um, And, you know, then I I can't it's funny. I can't think of her name right now, although I keep a spreadsheet of all these people I meet. She'll walk up and talk to me because I helped her. Okay, and so people often network out of desperation. Oh, my gosh, my business is in trouble. I got to make some sales, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You're already too late. So you probably either need to switch jobs because you're not doing well at it or you need to get some kind of supplemental income as you grow your business, because, um, you know, desperate networking actually will sink your career faster (laughs) than just about anything. Um, (laughs) All I'm thinking uh, is some guy at a bar going,
0: I haven't had a date in six months. And uh, desperate bar dating leads to things like, what's your sign or were you a model? Yes. <laughs> Depending on what generation of stupid um, meme level pickup lines you're using.
1: Yeah. Well, I, as a millennial, I think the line probably turned into don't you have a bunch of Instagram followers? That's probably what were you a model is now. <laughs> Okay, so just to recap the steps, um, you know, how much more comfortable do you feel after this conversation? Do you feel like you sort of like personal training that you could set a quota for yourself each time you're in a room to just walk up, you know, just walk up and do five or seven or and, you know, walk through the airport and do two or three? Oh, yeah, I found this personally really helpful because for me,
0: what's helpful is how do people who are better at things than I am, how do they think differently than I do about it? Um, I, I, you know, at 55, I don't need to go learn some skills as much as I need to learn the thought processes that people have. There were four things you said that for me personally um, were really helpful. The first one is, um, this is the only time I'm going to be in this room. <laughs> Once again, this is the only time I'm going to be in this room. So why would I go invest a lot in it? Oh, that's a completely different way of looking at it. this is our time I'd be in this room. Who am I curious to meet? Secondly, the conversation started up around things other than the business. I don't need a role because they're wearing a pin. They've got a, a Cardinals tag on their on their um, bag. And therefore, I have a lot to talk with them about. We can commiserate around them. Um, Um, not being in the playoffs the last two years. And so there, there are things in common with people that I'm curious about. The idea of being curious is huge. We talked about in the last episode about what makes you not suck at generational interactions, especially with the M word now with the millennials being off putting to people. Um, I'm not curious enough. Yeah. About people. And then lastly, um, I don't have to have a role. To connect with people and it's really about just you know your idea of taking notes isn't stalking your idea of taking notes is classic is classic sales care enough about people to pay attention to the details of their life so they don't see you as a slimy i have a script even if you're in your towel kind of person and i've never been like that but i've also not been as intentional about about sending emails or texts to people as you are. And I probably never will be because I'm always behind on the people I ought to contact or follow up on anyway. That's kind of where my business is that I'm always behind on that. But I could definitely be more thoughtful. And especially those of you who are starting out that don't have people calling. You can definitely be more thoughtful about connecting to people. And then lastly, you didn't say this, but it's what you implied that the woman that you met who will come up and talk to you, that you sent that thing about Pike County to, she may never she may never do business with you, but when she's at lunch talking with somebody else who's having trouble with their website, she may very well say, you know, I met somebody who is really sharp that isn't going to be isn't going to be thirty thousand dollars who could do a lot of good for you. And most of your networking isn't going to. It's about staying top of mind of
1: people. It's not about selling. Yeah, it really is. One more tip. And then let's um let's close this thing out. I subscribe to 11 magazines. You got to read, you got to listen to podcasts, um, you got to keep up on what's going on in culture. Uh, you know, I skim through five or six, um, you know, maybe albums a month that I don't necessarily listen to because I just want to know what people are into. And so you have to have a natural curiosity for the ideas that are moving business and politics and culture and thought. Um, and part of networking is not being this super closed off weirdo who only likes like model trains and the big bang theory reruns,
0: okay we got uh, uh, we, we wrong can't, with we can't, can't close off here okay. because um, having coached a lot of people i I think we helped a lot of people who aren't natural networking, and what you just said, they went, oh, yeah, uh, um, oh, I get it, I can do this even though I'm not an extrovert like Seth, but in Myers-Briggs, you've got people who are, um, who are intuitors, who love a very broad range of information. And then you have people who are like, I am an expert on model trains.
1: Okay. And so if you're one of those people. And who I have nothing against model trains or Big Bang Theory. I just picked two things out of a hat. You
0: did. But what you're saying is, you know
1: what? You may only read three magazines and you may not
0: go broad. What you discovered is Seth loves a lot of things and can start a conversation on a lot of topics. I think that's really insightful. If if you're not like that, if you're a I got a channel and I'm really good at that channel, then first, most people don't want to discuss past episodes of Big Bang Theory. Secondly, if you find somebody else that really likes Big Bang Theory and has a lot of money and could do business with you, spend 30 minutes at that networking event talking to them. But you may need to pick up two new things. You may need to pay more attention to the cultural section. Or you just may need to find a narrower group of people and go and use your own dime to go to a conference and just hang out accidentally on purpose with some people in your channel and just um, be great. You may say, I'm not going to go to a broad networking event where I have to interact with a lot of different people. I'm not going to talk to the people in the airplane seat next to me. I'm not going to meet people before or after some kind of concert I'm at. I'm just going to stay in my little channel. But then you've got to go to those places where people in your channel are there so you can network. And I know because what if you're not a person that's really broad, in Myers-Briggs, it's an intuitor who's really broad gauged. You may say, "Wow, well, oh, then I can never do networking. Yeah, you can. You just find your channel or you just find two new things to read. So you
1: broaden it out a bit. Okay. All right. And, and, and let me let me we, we're never sure where we're ending. But let me say this. Everybody can do this stuff. Some of us can do more with less energy expenditure than others. So everybody can do this to a degree. Um, You may not be able to do um, as much as I can, but you're also fantastic at some other things that I'm sure I screw up on the regular. Okay, so if you have to do this to a lesser degree, which is, you know, take more of an interest so you have to talk about people, and, you know, it takes me, it takes like 0% energy out of my day to go talk to somebody new. It may take you... 15 percent of your energy which means you can only talk to three or four and you got to go back to your hotel room go home go zone out in front of the tv that's okay just know what your limit is and don't use it as excuse not to do it because you will miss out on some of the best moments in career and in life because you didn't walk across the room bottom line. Uh, i think that's a mic drop right there oh hey Hayden's website is PeopleDrivenResults.com He can help you with your people and process issues Uh, And my website is DigitalProfitFarm.com My team and I go in and fix the reason That your company is losing money On their website which you don't even know yet So let's find that money and get it back Uh, We also do podcasting and kind of Sort of do social media I'm not sure if I want you to know that or not Because I don't know if I want more clients in that area Both of us would love to help you out uh, In what we do best Join the Facebook and the consultant uh, Facebook group. And you can find some other like minded people there uh, that are ambitious and really trying to make some things happen in business and in life.